from the team at CTS, this is the TrainRate Podcast, our show for endurance athletes who want to learn how to train more effectively and improve their performance. I'm Coach Corinne Malcolm, your host for the running edition of the show, where it's my job to interview top coaches, scientists, experts, and athletes in the world of running to bring you actionable training tips you can apply to your training. Make sure you also listen in to our cycling edition of the show with my co-host, Coach Adam Pulford, which alternates weekly with the running episodes. Now, let's dive into the show and learn how you can train right. This episode is brought to you by The Feed. The Feed is the largest online marketplace for your sports nutrition offerings. They have all the brands you know and love, from ProBar and Fluid Hydration to Momentus, all under one roof. You can order two different ways from The Feed. If you're more of a stock the pantry kind of person, then make a big one-time order of all your favorites. But if you want to make sure you have the freshest stuff and the ability to mix and match flavors and products, choose a subscription and get the freshest products delivered in a box straight to your door every four weeks. And now the feed is giving you a $20 credit to use on your first order of $35 or more. To claim this credit, Go to trainright.com slash podcast. Again, to claim this $20 credit on your first order of over $35, go to trainright.com slash podcast. Hello, hello. It's me again, your host, Coach Corinne Malcolm, bringing you a deep dive into another fun topic this week, that being protein for endurance athletes, a hot topic always. And you know why? It's because we understand as endurance athletes that fueling your body is in is incredibly important. It's critically important. We spend a lot of t- our time, you know, dreaming about the next meal or snack or prepping recovery drinks to have in our car when we get back to the trailhead. We understand the obvious importance of things like carbohydrates for helping power us down the trail and up the next mountain. So much so that we often forget about another very important macronutrient and we kind of leave it on the back burner. That being protein. And so that's what we're going to dive into today you know, kind of ruminating on this idea of, you know, why is protein important for endurance athletes and how can we benefit from it both pre-run, post-run, and actually also during a run or long effort. So let's dive into it. So what exactly is protein, right? Kind of once again, bio 101, welcome to class. Protein in its most basic form is made up of amino acids. And we often refer to these amino acids as the building blocks for life, the smallest components of anything. And these compounds are critical to us. They're not only critical for building proteins, but they're also critical for building hormones and neurotransmitters. They're kind of involved in everything. Very, very important. And beyond amino acids, you've likely heard of the term essential amino acids. These are amino acids that we cannot make in our body, meaning we have to ingest them. We have to eat them. These are also sometimes lumped together with terms like complete protein. And if you are vegan or vegetarian, you've likely had that term come up a lot, adding certain things together to get all of those essential amino acids into one thing. There are nine essential amino acids, and those are histidine, isoleucine, leucine, remember leucine, we're going to come back to that later, Um, methanine, uh, phenylalanine, and you can mess that word up too, Um, Theranine, tryptophan, something you've likely heard of before, and valine. Again, tryptophan, remember that that's a reference to like Thanksgiving turkey. It makes you sleepy, and that's going to come back up again a little bit later too. So remember, leucine, 
It's a very essential, very, very essential, important amino acid, maybe the most essential. Wink, wink, nod, nod. It's getting a lot of coverage in the press and in the media. And then tryptophan. And we're going to talk about that in conjunction with something known as branch chain amino acids or BCAAs that you've likely heard about and or ingested in many forms of sports nutrition over the years. What I'm getting at here is that we are quite literally made up of protein and we use it in many, many different ways. The big ones being for muscle protein synthesis. We use this to repair tissues, right? We're always breaking things down and building it back up. It's also critically important for forming hemoglobin. And it's actually, um, there are a lot of athletes who I personally struggle with anemia and protein ingestion has become one of the important things I have to focus on in order to maintain a healthy amount of hemoglobin in my body. So very, very critical. And then we can actually even use um, proteins as a source of fuel when we're running low on carbohydrate stores. So while we think we mostly need things like carbohydrates and or fats, even to fuel us down the trail, we can rely on proteins specifically kind of them being broken down into amino acids as a, as a form of um, metabolic energy. This kind of harkens next to, you know, how much do we need? And the average person needs about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. This is often referred to as the RDA or the recommended daily allowance for protein. And again, this is the estimated average requirement and doesn't necessarily meet the needs for highly active individuals or active individuals. It's kind of like the basic amount of protein one needs to continue doing things that are human. And why athletes need more protein is because exercise breaks down protein. It breaks down muscle proteins. And while we're not bodybuilders, endurance exercise still breaks down muscle tissue that we have to repair, that our body needs protein to repair. This means that ingesting the right amount of protein is going to prevent things like the loss of muscle tissue or the loss of lean muscle mass. This becomes especially critical as we age. It also is going to help us maintain muscular strength and then further aid in recovery, you know, decrease muscle soreness, allow you to go train the next day, et cetera. So not only is it about building muscle, it's about maintaining muscle, maintaining strength and allowing your tissues and your muscles to proper uh, to function properly rather. And for the longest time, the recommendation for endurance athletes when it came to protein consumption was pretty low, like just above average, i.e. like, you know, one gram uh, per a protein per kilogram of body weight or one point, you know, one grams. So, you know, not that much higher than average. And more recently, that number has changed pretty dramatically. The general consensus actually um, states it being much higher than that. And this is coming from the International Society of Sports Nutrition and the IOC. And the, the newest values actually say that endurance athletes need at least 1.4 to 1.6 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day, and potentially as much as two grams per kilogram during high volume and or high intensity training blocks. That's 2.5 times more protein than the average individual and much higher than original original recommendations. So for an athlete that weighs, let's say, approximately 75 kilograms, that's about 165 pounds, they're going to need to consume 105 to 120 grams of protein per day. That's a lot of protein. So how are we going to do that? So we're going to break this down into, you know, what we need kind of during exercise and then post-exercise and then just generally how we can incorporate that into our daily lives. Because once again, I just said that's a lot of protein, um, something that I know that I personally struggled with. And if I don't pay attention to, it doesn't happen. I do not. I do not meet the mark. 
So during exercise, how much protein do you need? And, and truthfully, during most forms of activity, we don't worry about during, during exercise protein intake. We worry mostly about the critical two-hour window post-activity. However, ultra-endurance sports, endurance sports are a little bit different. And that is because we have this ability to comfortably both ingest and digest fat and protein on the run because we're moving at lower intensities. So all of a sudden we have this other uh, macronutrient to play with, to utilize during during long runs and long races with with added benefit, I might add. So as your runs and races get longer, we can add protein to the menu. And that general recommendation is going to be ingesting 0.25 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per hour, which for a 75 kilogram athlete, that's about 18.75 grams of protein per hour. Personally, that seems like a lot and something that I'm probably not going to hit in many runs or races, but starting to add in protein and protein in conjunction with carbohydrates is going to, is going to have benefits. Like most specifically, it's going to have some metabolic function of, of, um, delaying fatigue, delaying or reducing muscle damage, et cetera, that I'll dive into here in just a second. But historically, I've actually started doing this. I've done this at Western States. I've done this at UTMB. And I've done this during my FKT or fastest known time on the Tahoe Rim Trail, where I was running for 44 hours, which is a long time to do just about anything. Um, and what I did there was I started to add a carbohydrate and protein rich recovery drink. Um, so ingesting both um, that my crew would mix up at key aid stations. So for Tahoe Rim Trail, that meant I was getting this every three to five hours. At Western States, I ingested this at um, approximately just over 50 miles into the race and then again around mile 80. Um, so not that frequently. Same at UTMB. You've got crew access, you know, starting, I think I had it at mile 50 and then again um, a little bit later, kind of more towards mile 80. So once again, crew access is important there. But what I found of getting in this bottle of recovery drink every three to four hours, it was not only comfortable, but it was a really nice addition to my nutrition plan, helping me not only avoid palate fatigue um, or stomach dis discomfort, but it also allowed me to get in kind of a different form of calories um, and catch up when I was a little bit behind. So experiment, right? We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. So the biggest benefit from doing this is that it mostly limits exercise-associated muscle damage. And this happens because ingesting protein on the run helps to reduce the production of creatine kinase, which is a marker of muscular damage. This allows for a decrease in subjective feelings of muscle soreness and, a, and an increase in muscle protein synthesis. So on the run, really good for recovery, really good for kind of recovery as you're moving along. Um, and we talk about BCA, BCAAs later, there's also a, a fatigue component that can be important. And this is actually partially um, mental and uh, has to do with tryptophan. But yeah, there's some interesting, interesting research out there to play with a little bit. Moving kind of on from during exercise ingestion, really the big one is when it comes to protein ingestion immediately post-exercise. And we're going to try to stick really pretty darn close to that rule of getting protein in within two hours of activity. So oftentimes referred to as the golden window. It's uh, increased in an area of time where you've got increased protein and glycogen um, synthesis and resynthesis, which is really important for recovery and getting ready to go do the activity again later that day or tomorrow. Um, and what, what happens here is it appears that um, ingesting protein during this time 
allows for greater muscular and mitochondrial protein synthesis, which again aids in repairing muscular tissues and also can help aid in glycogen resynthesis or that kind of more carbohydrate-focused resynthesis where we're replenishing carbohydrate stores in your muscles and in your liver where, where glycogen is stored. Um, during this window, you're going to want to aim for about 0.3 grams per kilogram of body weight or a bolus of about 25 to 30 grams of protein, which is pretty common in most protein uh, recovery products. Most recovery drinks that are on the market have, a, have at least about 20 grams of protein in it. So that's what you're going to aim for. And you'll hear, you know, this 20 to 30 gram of protein used in a lot of different contexts thrown around a lot. And this is because this is about the maximum amount of protein your body can absorb in one sitting or in one bolus or kind of bolus, meaning like one big dose. Um, so you're going to want to um, be able to split this over your meals, right? Instead of getting like one huge dose of protein in every day, you want to split this 20 to 30 grams of protein, have, have that at each meal, and then combine that with protein rich snacks. So not only is that, you know, 30 grams of protein, that upper end of what you can absorb, you also, there's also a time component of that. So you want to be careful and thoughtful of spreading this out every three to five hours, um, up to that 30 gram chunk of protein. So I was alluding to BCAAs, and that is because while we understand that the dose and timing of protein ingestion is important for exercise performance and recovery, the type and quality of protein is also very important. You've likely heard a lot about BCAAs or branched chain amino acids. They're in just about everything, gels, drink mixes, etc. You know, they are they're pills, capsules, they are everywhere with a lot of promises. And honestly, they're, it's not, you know, unwarranted. These essential amino acids are specifically leucine, isoleucine, and valine, and there's a lot of benefits to them, um, including you know reducing muscle damage. But the big one actually is that they interact with the uptake of tryptophan, the thing that makes you sleepy, and so actually delays fatigue. So there's this interesting side hustle that BCAAs have when it comes to endurance sports, particularly. So super super interesting that we're kind of um, avoiding avoiding this fatigue set in um, while getting protein. It also in recent studies that came out in 2021, BCAAs, BCAA ingestion also um, helped reduce anxiety and depression in individuals. So once again, very, very interesting. There's a lot of cool research out there and I would highly encourage you to go dig into a little bit of it. But I'm getting a little sidetracked here. And while BCAAs are important, it seems like leucine is kind of the new the new queen or king of the castle. Leucine um, seems to be kind of rising to the top of that food chain in which it's been determined to be really the ideal protein when it comes to protein muscle synthesis. So if you're looking for foods that are high in leucine, you're going to find them in dairy products and other animal products. This is most commonly whey protein, but you're also going to find them in things like pumpkin seeds, peas, navy beans, and cooked oatmeal. So you can find them in lots and lots of places, both, um, you know, om omnivorous, carniv like carnivorous. And, and if you are vegan or vegetarian, there's lots of options out there for you. And so while getting protein from whole food sources is definitely a bonus, if you're looking for a good recovery drink mix, you know, either for post-exercise or pre-bedtime, it's one of my favorite times to take in a little extra protein, um, is you want to look for drink mixes that utilize either pumpkin seed protein, pea protein, or whey protein, which is going to be high in leucine. So what are the big things that you really need to know, the kind of the take-home messages, so to speak? 
So big thing, don't forget about protein. There are a lot of other, you know, there are other macronutrients. We've got carbohydrates, we've got fats, all very, very important for fueling your body, but we are made of protein. So do not overlook it. Remember that endurance athletes need more protein than the average person and that you should be aiming for about 1.4 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per day. And if this is something that you're struggling with, I highly, highly encourage you to reach out to a registered dietitian. There are many who specialize in working with athletes, specifically endurance athletes. And I have personally found that very helpful when it comes to trying to find creative ways to get more protein into my day. It's going to help maintain muscle strength. It's going to properly repair tissue damage. For me personally, it's been it's been aiding in my in my battle with anemia. So uh, reach out to someone if that's something that you're interested in. I think there's a lot a lot of good to be gained there, and it's it's a pretty, for the most part, you know, a very safe way to potentially feel a lot better in your day to day life. I'd encourage you to try adding protein to your next long run or race. Obviously, don't start by adding it to a race. Start in practice, start in training, and then go from there. Experiment. You can go as high as about 0.25 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per hour. Maybe try that recovery drink mid-run and then see how that feels and maybe trickle it in elsewhere, be it maybe uh, nut butter, something like that. It's got a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein in it. See how that makes you feel. See what the stick to is there for you. Try BCAAs, try leucine, et cetera. See how that makes you feel. But again, try that in practice first, in training first, and then bring it into your racing. Remember that timing and dose are also important. You're going to need to spread out protein over the course of your day, ingesting it in 20 to 30 gram chunks. And again, that's every three to five hours. So make sure each of those, each of your meals contains about that much protein and then look for protein rich snacks. Um, I'm not much of a nut person, but I do like a little extra helping of Greek yogurt. That's gone a long way for me. And then a little pre bedtime protein, um, protein shake kind of protein smoothie has been very, very helpful for me to kind of round out my ingestion for the day. Um, additionally, look for leucine, you know, look for BCAs, but specifically look for leucine. So again, whey protein, pea protein and pumpkin seed protein are going to be rich in those BCAs specifically in leucine, the king, the queen of the castle of essential amino acids. I think that's it. I think that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you are um, finding that as an endurance athlete, you can and should be getting enough protein into your day. Let me know if you have any questions about protein. Send them my way. Happy to help point you in the right direction, be that to some literature or to a registered dietitian to give you a hand. And if you have any other questions that you'd like to help, you'd like me rather to help tackle in an upcoming episode, send them my way, having a lot of fun being part of the ultra nerd community week in and week out. I will see you all in two weeks. Thanks for joining us this week on the train ride podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to visit our website at trainright.com slash podcast, where you can find social links and more for our guests. If you'd like to support the show, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.